episode 71 of Music Raygun. I'm Paul Champanelli. I'm Kirk Pinchon. This is the show where we pick a music-related topic, then we watch video clips about that topic and talk about them. Today's topic, music videos from 1989, 1990, and 1991. Ooh, yeah. We haven't done a music videos episode like this in a minute. No, it's been think. a while. This Something, a while. I think our second episode ever. We did Rap. music videos from 81 to 83. The yeah, that's right. years of MTV. That's right. And then we did another one. We did like 93. Somewhere in the 90s. Because I remember playing TLC. Yeah. Yeah. But this is, this is a special one. Oh my God, this is... 89 to 91. Those few years are sort of special to me. Yeah. Just because... I don't know if it's because of how old I was at the time... But something about those cusp years between those decades are so perfectly neither the 80s nor the 90s, but both the 80s and the 90s. And I love it, yes. And it's just, look, I'm a zennial, all right? I was born in the early 80s. I'm considered not quite Gen X, not quite a millennial. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so... Personally, I know that what that's like generationally because I relate to both. Yeah. But I don't quite fit in with either. I could see This that. period of culture in general, not just music, feels like that. To yeah. Me. Uh, would you agree having been... You were a, you were a full-ass adult. I was a full-ass adult. Yeah. But it was, it, it was the perfect time because that's 19, 20, 21. And that's yeah. college. And that's still uh, an adult that can do anything they, uh, that I wanted to because I was in college and on my own and also just young enough to just still absorb everything. Yeah. So this is literally the finest years of music for me. This is where I was like, everything is good. Yeah. Everything is good because uh, glam metal was pretty much almost basically done. Yeah. New Jack Swing was happening. <laughs> there was a hip hop golden age. I didn't even put any hip hop in mind in, in my selection today. Yeah. Because I didn't want, I didn't really put that much New Jack Swing either. So it's really just all of it was like, oh, everything is good. All this, all this music and all this pop culture is good. I think so too, but I feel like with some of my selections, I'll. Uh, I'll test your theory that you like everything. I will that be interested out. to hear what you put on because you were how old were you? Seven, eight, and nine. Seven, eight, and nine. Yeah. So is this okay? It's just kids' bop for me in this episode. Okay. No, I'm not <laughs> I was gonna say. But was it so the stuff that you picked? Is this stuff that you were like aware of at that time, or not, not? at all? So this is all, uh, for lack of a better phrase, posthumously. Yes. Okay. At the time, I was either just not listening to music yeah. yet, or it was like New Kids on the Block. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I was a yeah. kid. I was not... This is all discovered later. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah. this is this this will be... I We've said this a few times in past episodes, but I really do think this is going to be our most schizophrenic episode okay. ever. I love that. Between what you've chosen yes. and what I've chosen. This is also going to be a bit of a supersized episode. We normally do 10 clips... This time we're doing 12. Yes. Because we each picked two from each of the three years that we're covering. So we're going to go in loose chronological order. Good. Because I had – this was one of those – it was an embarrassment of riches of like, what do I put on? What do I put on? And I changed it like four or five times. And then I had to change it again because one was 88. And I was like, oh, God, that's wrong. And then there was so much I could have put on. I, I was making decisions up till this afternoon. Oh, wow. And I tried to find things that you won't like. I took out some things that were music I like, but I thought oh, I'm not going to drive Kurt crazy <laughs> with this. And also, maybe the video itself wasn't so yeah. interesting. 
This uh, this is all music I listened to at the time. Yeah. All the music I loved at the time, but a little bit of a deeper cut. So it's not like I'm putting Bobby Brown or Guy or Aldi Shore or Prince on there. Yeah, I tried not to go for the most yeah. obvious things either. Yeah, um, but we're gonna have some fun. All right, we're let's gonna do start it. with your first selection. Oh uh, yeah, which is a name I know only from and a tribe called Quest lyric. Because <laughs> Fife Dog name checks Chucky Booker in, yes. in one song on Midnight Marauders. As well he should. This is Chucky Booker's first single mm-hmm. called Turned Away. Yeah. Which has, uh, you'll hear it and you go, oh, this is a generic New Jack Swing. <laughs> um, but it's great. Chucky Booker, which we'll get into once we play this, huge, didn't have a huge solo career, but has a huge musical career. Yeah. Like, is he a producer or songwriter? He's or a what? musical director. Oh. Like he directs, he's a music director for like uh, so many live performances. His big thing was after he, uh, his solo album, his two solo albums, he became the music director for Rhythm Nation. Oh. Yeah. And then just became a guy who's like, because he plays all his own instruments. They're like, we need a piano player or bassist. Let's get Chucky. Chucky's like, yeah, okay, I'll play. Okay, just like a one man yeah. studio. So he's a one man studio band. producer yeah. and uh, uh, musical director and everything. So, uh, and he has a great haircut and can dance. <laughs> well, it is 1989. Yes. So it's a nice high top fade. Yes. And I, well, I, I, you'll see, it's not exactly a high top fade. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's also early enough that like New Jack Swing hasn't jumped the shark yet. No, it's still big. It's yeah. still big. And he's not, he's not jumping on the, the New Jack bandwagon. He was actually part of it. And I think this is actually part of the original video too. What, this MGM parody yeah. there? Yeah. I don't know why they did it. So it starts out way cheesy. Way cheesy. Yeah. Oh, it's a high top fade with a rat tail. Yes, it yeah. is, which is hard to pull off. It's the most 1989 haircut <laughs> possible. Yes. So he's playing piano, and then it just kicks in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> this brings me back to being just 19 years old. And this wasn't a big, this was a big R&B song. It didn't hit the pop charts at all. Yeah, he had his second album a year later had a big pop song called uh, Games. Yeah, but this was his uh, his first entry into uh, music. I can't say it sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is real uh, pop R and B of yeah. nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, real pop R and B, real like uh, uh, very uh, colorful T shirt underneath the. The suit with the height with the shoulder pads, which I wore. Yeah, real blousy clothes uh, for uh, men yes. and women. Just and lots of fabric. Yes. Lots. As Isabel loves the blousy. Yeah, yeah. I, listen, having lived during the blousy era, I miss the blousy era. A big baggy sweatshirt with some acid wash jeans. Oh, I wore that. Yeah. Just a big ass suit with big shoulder pads yeah. that you wore like a shirt with no tie buttoned up. And, and then just baggy cavaricis, man. Yeah. God, it was so cool. Pleated pants. Oh, my God, it was so cool. <laughs> but this only is, they had Instagram back then. <laughs> I really... That would have been wonderful. Yeah. But they... So this was a... a like, like I said, it was a big R&B song. It was not a big pop song. And yeah. I didn't even like... If I made mixes for parties, I wouldn't put this on. No. It's a little too deep. People yeah. kind of be like, what is this? Is this a Bobby Brown song or is this something? So I just, I, this is this is like my private stash. I was going to say, it feels like that. Like it doesn't smash hard enough to get a, like a crowd going no. at a party. No. And it's it's not 
uh, you're not going to back to it because it's too fast for yes, that. Yes, exactly. But it is kind of just like when you, if you're doing your own thing. Yes, it's my own thing. Whether it's uh, for you, jogging music, I guess. <laughs> yeah, this would be jogging music, sure. Driving music, maybe. Driving music as well. Just doing errands or chores or just I don't know. Doing laundry. Personal time. <laughs> Happy personal time. Happy personal time, which yeah. is the what I love. Um, so yeah, he did it like... He became a huge musical director for years. Yeah. So he basically only had like two or three albums, two or three hits, and then that was it. And then he was like, well, I can do all this stuff. But so he's I'll doing do fine. Yeah. He's, he's probably fine. way richer doing what he's doing than oh, 100%. being a high-profile 100%. Pop star. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, you're going to love this, too, because there's a guitar solo coming up real Ooh. soon. And it's the kind of guitar solo I'm like, yeah, I like this. There's also a thing of, of music videos at the time of, like, shot in an almost empty, like, loft space. Yes, lofts were big. Right? Lofts were way big. Let's dance in the loft. Yeah. This one has a piano in it, which yeah. is still... That's the, the piano, moves, like, hey, guys, in case you didn't know, I can play piano. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I can dance. Your dance is not great. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chucky Book of Shreds. Chucky Book of Shreds? Yeah. Yeah, man. This is kind of metal, actually. He played guitar, like, so, like, <laughs> when he music directed uh, Rhythm Nation, he was doing guitar on yeah. tour with her. Yeah. He plays lefty. Yeah. Just like Hendrix and Cobain. <laughs> well, Hendrix, Cobain. Jimi Hendrix. Yep. Chucky Booker. Chucky Booker. Kurt Cobain. The same. Yeah. They all have the same level of that's talent. Right, that's right. It's, it's fact. Yeah. Yeah. Except they can't dance like Chucky. <laughs> How do you know Kurt Cobain couldn't dance? I just because he didn't dance doesn't mean he couldn't. <laughs> what if he was amazing? What if he was just like he was like an amazing kid do the running man and, and the cabbage patch? Like really well and just like this is my little secret. Yeah. 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 This was the first song once we decided to do these years. I was like, oh, I'm putting Chuck. That was your first choice? That was my first choice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my first clip was not my first choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put it on and then took it off and put it on like a bunch of times because mm-hmm. uh, it, it is a big huge smash hit and you know I don't love to go for greatest hits nope. but it's so of its time mm-hmm. and I feel like if there's anything that I picked for this episode this will be the one that you like okay uh, do you know Fool's Gold by the Stone Roses probably because I know the Stone Roses yeah okay You yeah. Prob- this is their big hit this yeah. is, uh, I probably know I just didn't know it by title yeah, this is an interesting. This was uh, released as a single. They originally meant for it to be the B-side on the single mm-hmm. until some record company suit told them, like, make this the A-side. This <laughs> is the A-side. And they were like, no, because their songs are really, like, anthemic and, yeah. and big. And this one's, like, really kind of in the pocket and mm-hmm. it grooves, but it's sort of <coughs> unassuming. Mm-hmm. And it's not, in like, it's not, like, their signature sound. Yeah. So, it does, on that level, sound like a B-side, but it's so irresistible. Yeah. Of course, they did make it the A-side, and it was like their breakthrough. Of and course. It was their biggest hit. Um, so the reason you'll like this is because the song was built on the breakbeat from Funky Drummer. Oh, yeah. Okay, now I do remember yeah. this. But it doesn't have a sample. Yeah. They um, did it. Yeah. yeah. The, Remy, the drummer, like learned the beat. It, yeah. Like Ian Brown wrote it based on that beat but it's, yeah. it doesn't sample it they play, have live drums on it but that's the that's the thing and the bass is great on it too oh yeah yeah you know yeah. the song I right? had no idea this was called Fool's Gold 
Yeah, yeah. But yeah. this is like the signature yes. song of that Manchester sound. Yeah. Uh, yep. The Manchester scene in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Which was that sort of... Uh, Post-Joy Division kind of... Definitely, but it was like called the dance rock sound. So I figured... Yes. If there's rock music that Kirk could like. Yeah. This kind of... This is interesting because Stone Roses... It, it, this sound kind of morphed into more danceable, high energy. Jesus Jones. Yes. It became shit yes. like Jesus Jones yes. and EMS. Exactly. And, yeah, yeah. And that, and that kind of got coined as like high energy music. Yeah. And uh, that just became dance music for when you're on ecstasy. And Yeah. I mean, this is sort of like uh, psychedelic yes. British house rock. This is like cool people dance music. Yeah. 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 I totally remember this song. Mm-hmm. This is one of those... It was alternative, at least to me. Yeah. So we didn't really play it that much, but I heard it quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real good. Do you like it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know how danceable it is, because I've never tried to dance to music. <laughs> you know? But it's, That's the best Paul quote I've ever it's, heard. <laughs> That's not what music's for, Kirk. <laughs> I mean, in case you didn't know. Yeah. No, I do remember this. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is way danceable. Yeah. And it's sort of a signature of the time. Here's what this reminds me of. Yeah. This isn't like... In college, I would go to two different parties. Because mm-hmm. right? I was in a fraternity, so I went to fraternity parties. And I was in the theater department, so I went to theater parties. This was a theater party song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is what they played at the theater department. And it was still funky enough to dance to, so I liked it. But I just had images because it was New Hampshire, and there was a lot of hippie, crunchy people. Yeah. Just, just girls with big frizzy hair and tie dyes, just really getting into this song. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wondered if maybe this was something where, like, you with your dance music and your friends with their alternative music could come together <laughs> about the Stone Roses. Could come together as one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, this was like the yeah. I would, people would dance to this in the theater department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's cool. Definitely. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It became a sound of the early '90s that wasn't as good, like your Jesus Jones. Yeah, song. yeah. Although I have a real soft spot for uh, right here, right now. That's a great song. I mean, I don't know if it's great, but oh, when I great. was when I was nine, I thought it was. Oh great. no, no, that's that holds up. <laughs> that holds up more than unbelievable. That's sort of oh, definitely. Yeah. Unbelievable is cute for the Andrew Dice Clay sound. Hey, that's really it. Right here, right now is, to me, sort of a like. It was such a huge hit. Yeah. It was a huge like number one smash, but it, it didn't hold. Like you don't hear it anymore. It does not have it longevity. Disappeared. Which it should, because it's kind of anthemy, and it should have kind of a staying power, but it really didn't. And it did get played for years. Like they played it on alternative rock radio throughout the nineties. Yes. And then it just... I haven't heard it. I agree. I don't hear it that much anymore. 20 years. You don't hear it on, like, retro stations at all or anything like that. Yeah, I agree. You don't really hear Stone Roses that much. Maybe... Uh, Maybe a little alt, but... Um, yeah, but I also think they were always a bigger deal in the UK where they're that's from. That's probably you know right. I mean? Yeah, that's probably Like, right. they were big enough that they crossed the pond, but they yeah. were huge in the UK. Like, the jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Which yeah. is, like, music nerds in the US know and love the jam, yeah. but they never quite crossed over. Yeah. But in the UK, they're one of the biggest fans I'm, of all time. Same with the Stone I would Rose. say that's probably right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of this kind of music, and we're talking about Jesus Jones and... Uh, E- 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 EMF? EMF, yeah. Um, one of my friends, so 
saw EMF in concert, like they opened for another band. I can't remember the other <laughs> band. But EMF opened with Unbelievable, closed with Unbelievable. Yeah, they're definitely one of those bands. Because that's all yeah. they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is hysterical. Yeah. That was a nice blast from the past. Yeah. I, I was like, well, let me set Kirk up with something yeah. that I'll appreciate. No, no, no. I, I do recall that, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, tell me. Now, I remember the name Callaway. I'm so glad you did. But I don't think this is the song. What was another song that Callaway had? <sighs> Something Operator, maybe. Oh, I don't God. know. Maybe maybe I'm thinking of a different artist. Or maybe um, I just can't remember. But this is... Uh, Callaway is two brothers. Yeah. And uh, they have... They, this is their big song, which is I Want to Be, be rich. rich. Yeah. Which I listen to... A lot, and I acknowledge <laughs> it's a dumb song. It's way stupid. I don't mind dumb pop music. Pop music is supposed to be. Dumb. I mean, when you hear the lyrics, you'll be like, "What?" I know. I know this song vaguely. Um, I just wonder if there's another calorie. I, song I love it. Yeah. They had no, they had a major hit with "I Want to Be Rich." That was basically it. Um, but they started out with uh, they started out as uh, members of Midnight Star. Oh, okay. The band Wait, you referenced last band, week I in our mini Who had big hits in the early 80s with uh, No Parking on the Dance Floor, Midas Touch, Freakazoid. And then my, uh, Midnight Star broke up and the two brothers, I think they're from Cincinnati, mm-hmm. came out in the, uh, in 89 with uh, I Want Money. I mean, I Want to Be I Rich. Be- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you're going to... Just the lyrics no, are, I, yeah, are great. I love this beat. Sir Lancelot was their other hit. Oh, okay. Uh, that doesn't ring a bell yeah. either. Right? Boom. This yeah. is such a... This is just the era where everything is really corny sounding drum machines. Yep. And like it's just, yep. all just studio. It's all, it's all synth. Yeah. And that's so why I love it. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a good drum uh, program yeah. and a bunch of synth. So just listen to the lyrics. <laughs> so you don't know this? I mean vaguely. I, I know the chorus of I wanna be rich. Yeah, yeah. I know. So wait, this is the chorus right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 This is my favorite one of my favorite lines here. So don't be asking me why. <laughs> I wanna be rich, which is perfect for '89. I wanna be rich. Yeah, but it's also no different from like any other pop song about the same subject. Yeah, money. That's what I want. It's, or, yeah. yeah. Although they try to change it up at the here. Yeah. I wanna be rich, full of love, peace, and happiness. <laughs> but oh, shut but, up. Yeah. But first, rich. Yeah. First, I'm rich. No, but like no, but he means the way that people are like, I'm rich in friends. <laughs> Yes. yes, but I want money. Yeah, I want money. No, he definitely says I want money. Yes, in the yeah. that's why they. they no, want, but money like friends. Like yeah, like my friends are money. Right, yeah, yeah, like that. Right, that's what I'm talking about. Um, so this was a pretty big hit. Again, this is another didn't really cross over. Uh, but it was one of the immediate. This is one of those. I would play this and people would be like, this is stupid. <laughs> and I would go, I don't fucking care. It's great. There Those were t- things aren't mutually exclusive. No. This was an example of, uh, as I mentioned, I, 
I was in a fraternity, and so a lot of times I would make the playlists because yeah. sometimes the dancer. <laughs> and I threw this in, fully aware that it would clear the dance floor. Yeah. <laughs> fully aware. Why wouldn't people dance to this? It's because they didn't really know it. Yeah. And it would just seem stupid. So you know, like it would be like, okay, I'm gonna put on Paul Abdul. Here's some Janet Jackson. Here's yeah. Bobby Brown. Here's Callaway. And then it would just clear, and I would yell, I don't fucking care. I'm, I'll dance alone to this. Yeah. And so I did. I don't get that need for people to recognize the song. To, to dance to it. Yeah, I don't get it either. If it's got a good beat, it's got a good beat. This reminds me more than anything else of uh, Get Out of My Dreams, Get Into My Car by the, Billy The Asia. beat does, yeah. yeah. I think that I think the, the drum program has a little bit of it. Which is a song, by the way, I unironically love. It's a good song. Yeah. I mean, this is funkier. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say Well, it. it's more alternative. It's more alternative, yeah. It's a little edgier. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Here's why you're going to like Callaway. They wrote and produced Meeting in the Ladies Room. Oh, yeah. okay. They yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they became pretty big producers uh, in the 80s as well. Yeah. That would have been before this. Though. Yeah. Yeah. So I think what happened was Midnight Star broke up. They did some producing. Yeah. And then they're like, shit, let's just do our own album. Yeah. It came up with... Because um, they wrote, I want to be rich. And they're like, this is too good to give away. <laughs> Climax, you can't have it. Right, yeah. Yes. We're going to keep this and we're keeping Sir Lancelot. <laughs> Sir Lancelot is pretty bad. It's pretty cheesy. Like, like it's funny. Like, this is not cheesy compared to Sir Lancelot. Okay. Yeah. This is, like, legit. Oh, uh, I... Love the song. This to me isn't isn't cheesy because of the doofy lyrics, but just because that that synthy the synthy sound programmed yes. '80s production is sort of corny. But, yeah, but I don't hate that. But no. it is corny. People like back then and even now they do kind of hate that sound. Yeah, you know, like they're like mm, that's not real instruments, and I'm always like I don't care. I don't care that it's not real instruments. It's just um, it's that's all like this part. It's like it's all high and yeah. It was de rigueur for 1989, yeah. but it's pretty dated. Now. Well done, sir. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. But, uh, and then at the end, he's got a, oh, his whole family comes over and look, he's rich in friends. Well, see, and money, and money. He also <laughs> yes. wants money. He also but, wants money. Lots and lots. But of he money. doesn't want to seem shallow, so he's like, no, I want a full. I want a full life yeah. of love, peace, and happiness. And but cash. With, but with that money. Yeah. Yes. Otherwise, my life is shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Do you know the, the band Beat Happening? No, but I like the name. I know you. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> and uh, it's very misleading. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is like the most alternative band. Okay. And not in a grungy way, but just in the way that they didn't necessarily know how to play their instruments. So you like them. Oh, yeah. Because you like people that can't play instruments. Yeah. So in that way, they're sort of punk. Mm -hmm. And they're also considered a precursor or an inspiration to like the Riot Girl movement. Okay. And, right. But only because they're from Olympia. Their oh. sound is actually very, is twee. And they're even kind of cute. Mm. Um, it's super lo-fi. Yeah. Super unproduced. And they basically play like toy instruments. <laughs> but they are, they're such a cornerstone of, of like 80s alternative. Oh, okay. Um, but this is from their third album, I think. It's from Black Candy. I think it's their third album. Uh, it's a great name for an album too. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Calvin Johnson is the leader. He's got a great, 
distinctive sort of baritone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heather Lewis on drums and Brett mm-hmm. Lunsford is rounds out that band. It's the three of them. They haven't played together in like almost 30 years mm-hmm. at this point, but um, this is the song Other Side. Okay. Which I love this song. I picked it only because there are very few music videos for Beat Happening. Yeah. And this one has a music video that I didn't know about until I started putting this episode together. I was like, I want to put Beat Happening in the episode. I really hope they have a video. <laughs> Fingers crossed. And this is cool because it's a video shot on Super 8 film. That's so So it's super cool. grainy, yeah. and which is just like their music. Like yeah. making a video on Super 8 is just like how they sound. Oh, interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is Other Side by Beat Happening from 1989. You could have told me this was the 60s and I would have been like, okay. <laughs> not just not because of the video, but just the sound, too. Yeah. It's almost got like a Jonathan Richmond sort of vibe. Okay, to yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this video is so lo fi. Yeah. The whole thing is, they're the most lo fi band. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know of anyone who listened to this or as someone I know and yeah. I have friends that listen to alternative stuff I have to ask them to, I, I, I love this band I have for a long time They're, like I'm not hating this at all by any yeah. means I'm, I'm like I'm curious if like did Anne know about the beat happening because like she might she's cool I like when they sing together. It reminds me a little of the Vaselines, too. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like an American Vaseline. Yep. I, I, I like it better when they sing together. Yeah. But Calvin has such a distinct vocal. Yes. And every once in a while, like, you know, he'll, he'll, even now, he'll, you know, guest on other people's records. Oh. Sometimes I'll hear a new song and then he'll be on. I'll just be like, that's Calvin Johnson. Like, <laughs> You're like I, I didn't I need know to it. see that he was on this track to know that that's him. It's all very, like, one level... We're going to stay here on purpose. Right up my alley. Yeah. I, uh, I once, when I was in college, I worked on campus, uh, and my, my boss was, a an adult middle-aged man who ran the department, the housing department I worked for. And he was a big music nerd and used to talk music all the time, just like you and I did. Yeah. Um, and I would bring in like mixed CDs of stuff I was listening to. And one time I, and he usually liked the stuff. That, that I picked a lot yeah. and he it turned me on to a lot of music too uh, one time I remember I made a, a mix CD with a Beat Happening song on it Indian Summer one of their more well known songs mm-hmm. and I wasn't there when he played that part of the CD mm-hmm. so they were listening to it in the office when I wasn't around and the next time I came in he was like what the fuck was that? <laughs> he was like, what was that song? And I, was like, I was like, which song? And he played it for me. I was like, it's Beat Happening. And he's it's like, Beat Happening. He's like, I don't even know what to make of this. Wow. 
I was surprised that he was so, like, thrown by it, because you mentioned that they don't really know how to play their instruments. Yeah, they're sort of, they're artless in a, in a way that I really like. Uh, yeah, you know? like, to me, it's, I guess for, for lack of a better way to put it, they know it enough. Yeah, yeah, they know it, like, this isn't punk rock music, yeah. but it's the punk aesthetic of, like, just... We don't know how to make music, but we're going to make music. Yes, I get it. It's, it's yeah. more the aesthetic than the sound of like exactly. We don't really, we don't really. We're just going to bang on shit. To yeah, make yeah, noise. yeah. And, There's a and this record cost fifty dollars yeah. to make, and uh, it's on our own label. Yeah, and we're completely uncommercial and anti-corporate rock, and in that way, it's punk. Yeah, the sound of it isn't yeah. punk rock. But yeah, everything else about it. Is. I mean that, and that video was like I don't even know what that video was about. No, it was just a bunch of footage of aquariums and things. And, and then playing in a park. Yeah, just yeah. random Super 8 footage of the band yeah. hanging out. And uh, yeah. It almost feels like they came, if they maybe were around, if they started in like 92 or 93. Not when there was grunge, but when there yeah. was like a real, real, where the alt scene became popular. Yeah, but they're one of the bands that created that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. They uh, they created the thing that became real popular. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but when at the top of the show when you were saying like, yeah, these were the years when all the music was good. I was like, I agree, but we're not thinking of this stuff. <laughs> That's right. I was thinking of Beat Happening. <laughs> Didn't hate it. Not at all. Okay. Well, I figured maybe you would like that one on the level that you like Stump. Stump, Stump was episode. way better. Stump was good. <laughs> you like that better than Beat uh, yeah. Happening? Stump was better. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> All right, who's next? Ooh, oh, are we going into 1990 now? We are now officially right, 1990. That, we're out of 89. Mm. We're into a whole new decade. Things have changed. Yeah. I'm 20. <laughs> I'm eight. <laughs> yeah. That's... And, I'm, and, and at eight years old, I got for my eighth birthday, Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him on cassette. Which is a great album. Yeah. We won't be talking about that in this <laughs> nope, episode. I didn't though. put that in there. No but MC I did, Hammer. I did put Samuel... Who had one hit as a solo artist? Mm-hmm. So you like what you see? Again, will sound really pretty new jack swingy. Okay, I love this song. People who've played Grand Theft Auto will know this song because <laughs> it's on. They put it on Grand Theft Auto, and it had a little bounce after that. I don't think I've played video games since I played Grand Theft Auto Three in college. But I don't think that would be the one with this on. Uh, was... I don't know. I think it was my this. Would it have been Vice? No, it might have been because I don't it, think Vice City was '80s. Vice City was '80s, but it was more like mid '80s. Miami yeah, Vice. so this, this was, was '90s. So I think this San Andreas, the San Andreas, the San one that Andreas. takes place in like basically yeah. Southern California yes. in the early '90s. This would be in San Andreas. Okay. Yes, this and is Samuel and Samuel, and see if you can spot the star that's in this video Ooh. that wasn't star. Oh, okay. This is another. Oh, I know this group. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah! I remember this. Get with the program. Yeah. All right. See if see if you can see one of the. I'm looking. I'm looking. Has she shown up yet? <laughs> Many times. Oh. I love this. Song. I sort of. Is that Vivica Fox? Close. No. It's they won't fo- like keep yeah, the camera gonna... steady enough for me to. Right there. Right there. She, the one, she was the one on the left. Right there. Who is she? Tyra Banks. No. Yeah. Tyra Banks is in this video. 
Nuh-uh. Yeah. She would have been like 17. She's way young. She, yeah, she's like a year or two younger than me, so she'd be like... I mean, I remember her from the Too Funky George Michael video. Oh, yeah. Because that had a profound effect on me when that's, I was like 12. a great video. But uh, I, I wouldn't have guessed that that was her in a million years. Like, she might have so a wig well, on. She's got a bob wig, yeah, that's and it really that's changes her look. But even then, you can see she's like, why wow, she rolls with a lot of confidence. Yeah. <laughs> but so does the other woman in this yes, video, who's a mystery. They really do. Yeah. And this is really the whole video. There's yeah. nothing else in this video. It's him singing with a sheet blowing in the wind, and then just so there's models the models the photo shoot going yeah. on behind him. Yeah. Now Samuel looks like one of those dudes where he's. He must be aged 15 years by that mustache. Because yes. he looks like he's at least 40, but there's no way he's that old. He looks like a dad doing a yeah. song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's the mustache. Yeah, it's the mustache. You know, if he shaved it, you'd be like, oh, you're 21 years old. Exactly. Yeah. It's the stash. So he, Samuel, uh, started out uh, as one of the founding members of Club Nouveau. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So okay. the, the Lean On Me cover. Right, right, right. Uh, rumors. I only know Lean On Me because I had it on a compilation cassette called Totally Hottest Hits of the 80s <laughs> or some shit like that yep. at the time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that and Rumors was another big one. Yeah. So those were his big hits with Club Nouveau. Yeah. And then Club Nouveau, then he left Club Nouveau and became Samuel. Had this one big hit, uh, big hit R&B, didn't really pop. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then got that bump with uh, Sam Andreas. No, this is good. Yeah. So far, this is my favorite thing. That uh, I figured you like this because it's yeah. it's it's got some funk to it. It's right. got some stank on it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It's got a little stank on it's it. It's got oh Tyra miming playing. <laughs> yeah, it's a sax. At first, she had the trumpet. I thought they're switching it up. Yeah, yeah. Do you think she really knew how to play that? I guarantee you, she did. Just Tyra Banks. <laughs> she can do everything, Paul. The best too is because it's 1990. Yeah. Samuel's just doing nothing but the running man. Yeah. That's that's the dance you did, and you're like, yeah. I'm just gonna keep doing the running man in In a blousy silk shirt. Blousy shirt, you know what Pattern. I mean? Yep. Uh, I don't know fashion, but I know what people wore in the early nineties, and it was this. It was this with the perfect hair. I, I, I always I have always had an ongoing fantasy of like meeting a famous person. And talking to them about the most obscure thing they've yes. ever done, just to be cool. Yeah. Like if I ever meet Tyra Banks, I'll be like, "Tell me about the Samuel video." What was, like, what what was, was that like? Like Samuel, when, <laughs> when you were what there, Samuel really liked Tyra yeah. Banks? How was that sax playing? Yeah. <laughs> was it good? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because uh, it's great. They, uh, I, I, not anyone else I know, I would constantly be like, "Get with the program." <laughs> Because I was cool. <laughs> People uh, didn't know because no one really knew that song that I was, I was friends with. They'd be like, what are you talking that's about? That's so dweeby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Dude, with the program. The program. That's cool. Yeah, man. It's like saying, like, word to your mother. Mm -hmm. <laughs> word is bond. <laughs> oh, God. On the strength. All right. Let's talk about a song that I don't like. Okay. But this isn't here because I like this song. This yep. is here because this video is absurd. Yes, I know this video. Yeah, because I showed it to you and Katie back in the uh, pre-music ray gun yes. days of when we would all get together and watch music videos. Right. And even back then we did, uh, I think we did an 88 to 94. Yes. Yep. Uh, retrospective. Mm -hmm. It was a wider expense, but I had this in here. Because it's, I love this because of how bad it is. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a song called Burger Man. Mm-hmm. By the band ZZ Top. 
familiar. Who must have been on the downslope of their Eliminator era. Yeah, because that was late 80s Eliminator. Yeah, yeah, And then they came back with like legs. Yeah, this is 1990. This is from a band, uh, from an album of theirs called Recycler. Yes, yes. Which I don't know if they were like self-aware about how... uh, pitifully ironic that that name is not ironic but on the nose about i'm gonna say no <laughs> and burger man is just a sexy song yeah. full of burger-based sexual innuendo Ooh, uh that is gross i think i know the song only from the video i don't remember ever hearing it on the radio yeah the video is a spoof of like 50s era monster yeah. movies uh, where it's going to have a little sketch at the beginning of like a gross dude going to a burger stand and sexually harassing a teenage waitress. Oh, wonderful. And then he will fall into a vat of chemicals and turn into a burger monster. That's right. Who chases her King Kong style oh, to like kidnap her. Nothing actually gross beyond but, yeah. basic sexual harassment <laughs> In a very Standard. 1990s way. Here's the other thing about ZZ Top, as I was sort of reading up on them a little bit. Um in preparation for this episode, like they're very famous for their long ass beards. Yeah. Which have made them look like they were always old men. Yeah. But intellectually, I know they weren't that old. No. But even here in 1990, they're only 40. Yeah. But didn't they, I think they started in the set late 70s. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So, yeah. And they sort of, they took a hiatus for a while yeah. and then they grew the beard. Yeah. So like, 70s LaGrange era ZZ Top didn't have yes. the And they came back for like Eliminator with legs and uh, uh, Sharp Dress. I like Sharp yeah, Dress, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I like LaGrange, shockingly. Oh, hell yeah. LaGrange That's is good. No, I, I don't dislike ZZ Top. Yeah. It just seems like in 1990, the, the comeback has sort of yeah. reached the its freshness is uh, near its date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just weird to me that they were in there, they were younger than me when they were doing legs. But yeah. they looked like old they dudes. They looked way old. They felt like old yeah, dudes. Yeah. But anyway, here's Burger Man. <laughs> this stupid video for this stupid song. And this gross this Biff Burger. Moist and meaty. Yeah, see? Already with the gross innuendo. <laughs> and that's... Oh, it's not the truck yet. Slugged. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Sludged. I remember. He's, yeah, he's, he I fully remember this video. Yeah. He's a greasy, gross guy yeah. who transports chemical sludge. You see, he's picking his butt. He's picking his butt, Wedgie. Yo, can I help you? I, you sure can, baby. Give me a order of fries to go all that shake with. Nah. <laughs> uh, give me two of them Biff Burgers with real hot buns, if you know what I mean. <laughs> he's gross. Yeah, he's... I have to say, though, great casting. <laughs> yes, perfect. Like, this guy in this role nails it. Yeah, kills it. He's great at being gross. And they're dumping toxic waste. And he, and he falls in. Oh, no. This is not a great song. And then also, for some reason, ZZ Top, in it's their in parts, space. they're playing on a spaceship. Yeah. With space babes. Because you, because you have to. Yeah. Yeah, this is not one of their better songs. No. It's funny because they also had a song a couple years before this called TV Dinner. <laughs> Did they? Yeah. And that video was like claymation. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this has a dude in a monster. Yeah. Like, it's just so lazy. Like, I don't know. What can we write a pun song about? Yeah. Uh, like, burgers? Burgers and like 
Yeah, flip me over, I'm hot, and uh, you'll dig my hot sauce, baby. And, yeah, you're recording this, right? And, uh, yeah, this, yeah, this is being recorded. Cause or this the other was the exact same exchange, but super enthusiastic. Like, this is, this is perfect. Yeah. Burger puns, guys. Brainstorm. I, I smell a hit. Yeah. Am I making this up? I could have sworn I saw a meme about how... ZZ Top is known for their beards, but the guy who's the drummer doesn't have a beard. But, but his, his name, name is, is Frank Beard. Beard. Is that correct? Yes. That's hysterical. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if that was... That's true facts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, this is way ZZ Top has kind of put themselves in this niche... Yeah. They're not leaving. It. Right. Like, well, they made millions of dollars yes, in it, is, so, so why, why not? Leave? Yes. Yeah. But it's like, we've got these weird videos, we've got the babes, yeah. we've got the beards, we've got the sun, we're not deviating from it at all. They found their niche, man. Yeah. And same thing, too. Like, they do <laughs> so the, the hand motions. They, yeah. they did that all the time. They're cool. This is just not okay. great. Yeah. And Billy Gibbons is, is an all-time great guitar player. I'm curious to like. This is terrible. The, you know, the Burger Man costume for a for a fairly low budget video is pretty pretty decent. It's very. I can't remember the guy who does the Toxic Avenger. That. Oh movie. yeah, the, yeah yeah yeah. I, know I, I don't know who that yeah, guy. Yeah. I can remember, but this is like the vibe of it. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious because I I know Lagrange, but I never remember seeing any. Video of Lagrange. Well, that's from the seventies. Yeah, that's, that's like what I'm wondering. Rock, yeah. Were they like would seventies Lagrange look at A's Lagrange going, "What are you doing?" I mean, it's the eighties. Everybody was selling out. Right? Well, hey, man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. And then the dude rescues the pretty waitress, Yay. and then they go up into space. They always in their videos help out people. Yeah. Yeah. That's their thing. They're, they're, they're wizards. Ultra, they're they're just, yeah, they're just magical yeah. rockers. Who like teenagers are in trouble? Yeah, they'll help. They'll be your burger man. Yeah, for some. It's just reason. it's just the least sexy innuendo possible. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, dumb. Ground beef isn't sexy. Burgers are not sexy. No, burgers are not, not. A sexy. I don't food. care how juicy or saucy yeah. you describe them as. It's just not yes. sexy. It's We're just... talking to you, Carl's Jr. <laughs> that's no, that's true. <laughs> Uh, but that was Burger Man yeah. versus the top, for which I apologize. <laughs> yes, uh, accept it. But I just, I just like how bad it is. It's way bad. Uh, okay, tell me about Jane Child. Do you have you heard of Jane Child? Is she related to Julia Child? She is not. Okay, then no. Jane Child is a uh, Canadian singer uh, keyboardist mm-hmm. who had uh, one big hit with "Don't Want to Fall in Love," which is a. Uh, Bomb. It's such a good song. <laughs> this is her only... She had a second song after that I'm forgetting the name of that's slightly political and not as good. Yeah. This song, Don't Wanna Fall In Love, was uh, a pop hit. It was an R&B hit, not as big as the pop hit. It was on the dance charts. And it constantly got remixed into other dance songs. Really? Maybe I'll know it. You might, yeah. yeah. You'll know the, just, you might I'm know just, the hook. I just can't wait to hear like what you're describing as like a, the bomb... But I'm expecting a real synthy sound, possibly some chime, like wind chimes at the beginning, or just no, some okay. no. But you'll hear some. No, you'll hear some synth. This slaps. This slaps. Okay. But you're going to hear some heavy duty synth. Yeah. Okay. 
So this is on uh, on brand with the rest of your selections. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Already. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Actually, this is what I expected. Yeah, it's yeah. all synth. Uh, real easy to dance to. Real easy to remix into dancing. Um, and you'll love. I love this. She had a very distinct look. Uh-huh. That even in '90, you're like, wow, that's that's like even in '90, you're like, that's a crazy look. Let's see. Let's see. Oh wow, it's a little bit Amy Mann till Tuesday. Era. Yes, yeah. but. Her the top is but her braids go all the way to her butt. Yeah, and then she has the nose ring with a chain attached from the nose ring to her ear. I mean, I'm super into it. Yeah, it's yeah. great. <laughs> She's like she didn't give a fuck. Yeah. So here's the hook. <laughs> I never heard this a day. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, no. This is big. This just does not cross my. Oh, uh, that's so funny. No, I'm now, glad then. On a scale of 1 to 10, how easy to dance to is this? Oh my god. Like 10 being the easiest? Y- yeah. Oh, n- like not. Well, for me, a 10. Okay. But in general, <laughs> this is this is like a standard beat. It's mid-tempo, so you don't have to try too hard. This is like, for someone who just likes to dance, Yeah. this is like a 8. Okay. Yeah. Same question, but for the beat happening song. For me, it's seven. For others, it's two. <laughs> I just want to see you do the Roger Rabbit. <laughs> yeah. be happy I mean, Rabbit. you can do the Roger Rabbit to this. You can do the Cabbage Patch to this. You can just kind of sway. You can. Yeah. I can't do a Cabbage you can Patch. Just, I'll hurt you can do step, touch, step, yeah. touch, step, touch. It's, it's perfect. Um, but this was a, actually shocking. It was a big hit. And you had one of those like, oh, Gene Shaw. Well, here we go. Oh, this kicked it all off. Yeah, this yeah. kicked it off because it was immediately like, here's your first single, huge. Like, kids today don't know what it is to live in a world where Jane Child isn't the biggest star. Exactly. Yeah. And shame on that. And it all started with this. It started with this song. Yeah. And you're about to get a really, really good synth solo here. Ooh. And she's got like a huge synthesizer set. Computer monitor. Yeah, it's great, man. <laughs> 90. Things have changed. It's no longer 80s. It's 90s, man. We're going to yeah. get hardcore. It's a whole new era, man. What was her? I'm looking at her other hits. Oh, I love how they were cutting a, between her actually playing the synth and miming playing it on the like railing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the river. Yeah. Because she's cool. Because she can't keep the music out of her body yeah. no matter where she is or where This she was is. a number two song on the Billboard Hot 100. Yes. Big hit. Okay, ready? Yeah. Number two on the Hot 100. Number six on the R&B chart. Yeah. Yes. Okay, her second song, which is a little bit political, not really, though, yeah. was called Welcome to the Real World. Not, it's not great. It, it doesn't slap like this. Yeah. That sounds like someone trying to adapt to the new 90s aesthetic. <laughs> yes. Things have changed since the 90s. It's the real world. We're grim and gritty now. Yep. But uh, I... No one, even if you didn't know this song, you danced to it. It was easy to dance to. You danced to it. I mean, I danced to everything. <laughs> this song's great. Should have been bigger. Should have been bigger. Her or the song? Her. Okay. Should have had a little, 
Like, when I mean bigger, she should have had a second album that were like, hey, all right, there's another single. Yeah, you never know. You know? You never know who's going to be a one-hit wonder. Those 90s were tough, man. Yeah. They were tough for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder where Jane Child is today. I don't know. She came from, like, a musical background. Her parents were musicians in Canada. Yeah. I think her dad was, like, a did jingles in Canada and stuff like that. Okay. So she comes from a musical background, so I'm, I'm assuming she's doing something musical in Canada. I hope so. I hope so, too. I hope she hasn't left the biz. No. Entirely. Love hurts just like a knife. Uh, well, now that it's the 90s, let's talk about some real 90s shit. Yeah. Uh, I spoke on a recent mini episode about how you gave me Kim Gordon's autobiography. Yes. Which I read, and it was fantastic. Oh, good. And now I feel about Kim Gordon. Yes. You know that she once walked by me in aisle two at the Gelson <laughs> supermarket. And it was the first time in my life that I realized when people say... Their knees got weak. That sometimes that literally happens. Yeah. Like I almost just sort of like collapsed because Kim Gordon walked past me. And I think when you see her in this next Sonic Youth video, mm-hmm. you might get it a little more. Uh, I know some cool Sonic Youth, so I don't know if I know a cool thing. Cool thing. You, If you know some Sonic Youth, you probably know a cool thing. I think technically it's their biggest hit. Okay. Uh, it's from 1990. This is a diss track. This oh, song, it's a diss track? This song is a diss on LL Cool J. Are you serious? Yes. Because Kim Gordon interviewed him for Spin Magazine, and it didn't go well. You can read that interview. They oh, published interesting. So but they up. are not exactly like kindred spirits. Wow. And so the interview was very sort of awkward, and um, they weren't relating to each other. Wow. So she wrote this song sort of making fun of him. Oh, cool. Uh, so it has little references, like um, she, she named checks like Walk Like a Panther in it. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's also another rapper who will make an appearance that oh, should make you This happy. is exciting. This is cool. From the album Goo. I know Goo. I know the name Goo yeah. of that this album. This is a cool thing by Sonic Youth. And this is, def- this is a very Kim-fronted song. And like we're fully in the nineties now. Yeah. With, with you can them. just yeah. that whole vibe. They were nineties when it was still the eighties. Yeah, so. totally. They basically created the nineties, Sonic Youth did. I mean, yeah. yeah. A lot of shots of her petting a black cat in this, which I'm super oh, into. Because maybe because that's a panther? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I like it because I have a black hat. She's the hottest. She just said, not a lover, not a dancer. That's shots fired. (laughs) I don't know the song. I don't think so is uh, a reference to Dolan McAllen. This is so smart. Oh, and then she's got the boombox for radio. Do do you know this song? No. 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 (laughs) And I I don't particularly like the song, but I love what's behind it. I love this. It's so smart. Yeah. And she's super hot. Yeah. But just her like, you know what? That wasn't a good experience. I'm going to make a song about it. Oh, that's Chuck D. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. 
I love Chuck Diaz. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a low-key diss, too. It's great. I love that having Chuck D on the track is sort of a signal like, yeah, we don't have a problem with hip-hop. It's just LL Cool J who's yeah. a dick. You're the issue I have. Which is uh, interesting. Yeah, like here's here's a rapper we respect. Yeah, he He's was nice to us. Yeah, you were not. Oh, LL, come on. He wasn't. He wasn't rude to her. He was just. She's Kim Gordon, and she's asking him real questions, and he's just being like, "Man," like he's just shallow. Okay. You know. Uh, and they didn't exactly see out of you can like I said, I'll send you the link. Yeah, I'll please. post the link on our website with this episode. I'll definitely to the, uh, I gotta read to it. the spin on uh, interview. That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Cool thing sitting by the kitty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean this song grooves. I mean, when when so much of their so many of their records were like real noise rock, this is probably their poppiest. Oh, really? Song. It sounds like all the same to me, but not not necessarily like I. It's just not for me. It's no, I didn't I think hate. you were yeah, gonna. Yeah. This is not up your alley yeah. at all. But I figured uh, you at least appreciate so that this cool. is an LL Cool J. I'm so glad I know about this now. And I didn't know. I mean, I I knew this song for many years before I found out. The origin yeah. story behind yeah. it, you know, because it's not overt. It's it's you know it's actually yeah. pretty subtle. But then when you know it, it's like oh yeah, like every lyric is yes. is an obvious LL Cool J. As reference. soon as you say it, and if you go, well, I know the music of LL Cool J, then yeah. you're like, oh, it's obvious. Yeah, and there's a there's a black house cat in the video, and again, I saw the video a million times before. Yeah. I was like, she's making fun of walking yeah. with a panther. Yeah, there's <laughs> a boombox. She's making fun of radio. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, this is such a 180, Paul. And also, oh. we've moved out of 1990. Here yep. we are in 1991. Here in 1991. So what are you going to follow up Sonic Youth with? Oh, man, dude. <laughs> oh, this is perfectly sequenced. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This was one of those... This was a last-minute entry. Because uh-huh. I kept fucking around and fucking around. And I couldn't like really just zone in on what I wanted. And I didn't want to put obvious stuff. And then I just started hearing this song. I was like, oh, I'm, I don't care. I'm putting in Tender Kisses by Tracy Spencer. I don't know what this is, man. But Tracy, it's called- You're not going to know what no, this yeah. is. Tracy Spencer was like a teen singer. I mean, I feel like I can judge this book by its cover. It's called Tender Kisses by someone named Tracy this with, is with an IE. Way soft. <laughs> like, like you could be like, this might be one of the softest things I've ever played. I love it. But it's this like, comes from the side of 1991 that gave us everything I do I do it for you by Brian Adams. Oh well, that's shit though. This actually has a groove. Oh, the, oh, that <laughs> that's just stupid pop pap. Yeah, no, no, no. That's just this a bunch of got, bullshit. This has got some groove to it. Okay, at least. but this is like this is like a, a teen song. Okay, yeah. 
But see, now you're 21. I'm 21. You're not hanging out at the teen clubs anymore. No, and I never bought this, but it was on the radio. <laughs> okay. So I was like, it was at the radio, and now you'll hear it. You'll hear it at uh, Walmart. They'll still play they'll, it. They'll play it. Maybe on, I'll recognize it. You'll hear it at, like, Target. So far, I haven't really recognized. A little bit, I recognize Samuel. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you're really introducing me to a lot of new <laughs> stuff. That's my plan. Oh, this yeah. This way. Yeah. Yep. This is your love. There are those wind chimes. Yeah. This was the one yeah. with the wind chime over Child and Tracy Spencer. Yeah. Yeah, this is what I was thinking of yeah. with the Cynthia and the yeah. wind chimes. Yeah. Wow. This, this is her second hit. This is actually a big hit for her. Her, second, her first hit was called Our House, which I don't like. Just... Yeah. This is exactly what I was expecting. Yeah. yeah. Good. Uh, and it was. It was one of those songs. It's like, you know what? I'm putting it in. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I could put in many other things. Now I'm going with Tracy Spencer. Hey, man, you can Mac to it. Yep. You can slow dance to it. Yeah. It's a little sad for, for, <laughs> for teens. It's <laughs> it's great. Yeah. This is and this is what I mean too by like. You know, like, I'm in my early 20s, but I'm just like, I can still like this stuff because I'm just young enough that it's still, oh, it's still in my radar. For sure. Yeah. It's still, I, I haven't, I, I personally, Kurt Pinchon, haven't aged out of it yet. <laughs> I'm not laughing because I think it's bad. I don't think it's good, but it's more like, if you were going to do a parody of this Type of song, yeah. This song has all the elements yeah. that you would parody, and so is the video because it's like yeah. slow motion, and she's like hugging herself, and everyone. The whole thing is like there's fights, everyone's crying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's great. It's just the it's just the paradigm of early nineties R and B. Yeah. Like I said, I called it with the like. Well, I didn't call the like that specific beat that yeah. starts off the track. Yeah, and then wind, wind chimes, chimes, and then a synth comes in, yes. and you're like, "All right, I love." It's 1991. Every song has these. I words. love the idea of that too. Like they're yeah. they hear like, guys, we need the wind chimes. Oh, you you have to. Yeah, you have to have the wind chimes. Yeah. They're yeah. not going to release the single if you don't <laughs> put the fucking wind chimes. Yeah, yeah. and it's going to be in there whether you like it or not, Tracy. Even even that thing of her on a giant swing that's attached that's to nothing. Very 90s. That was not even original. No. Like, that's. I'm sure that's in some Janet Jackson video. She's oh, she's 43 <laughs> years old. Uh, Tracy Spencer. Tracy Spencer. She is now. Yes. Uh, but Wait, so, I, what year was she born? 1976. Oh wow! Yeah. So she really is a teen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she she uh, won on Star Search, which is so uh, she's 14 or 15 in this. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What is the uh, but she went on to do some really interesting stuff. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I should have put this on. She remade John Lennon's Imagine. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> she... There it is. Here it is. Okay. As the 2000s rolled around, you know, she's a teen star, so yeah. she only had a couple of singles. She became a singer on hip-hop joints. So she became that background singer. Like an Ashanti? Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. So she... She sang background vocals for Kanye West, oh. 50 Cent, and Eve. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So that kind of came her like go-to gig. So not a bunch of bullshit. Like, 
Yeah. Uh, she's on uh, the third single from Uncle Cracker's new album. No. <laughs> yeah. No, she she wanted to, because she could sing, so yeah. she, they're like, well, let's let's have you do the background vocals on all our joints. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah good for her. Mm-hmm. This is gonna this is gonna uh, warm your my world in yeah. terms of teenage pop singers of the time. She gets overshadowed by Shanice. Well, and I almost put "I Love Your Smile" on. I what I almost put Shanice "I Love Your Smile" on. Yeah, which I like better than Tender Kisses. But you figured I would put it on. I either figured you put it on. Or then I thought, oh, we already did it, but we didn't. We did it in when we watched with Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I love your song. That's a great song. The reason I ended up pulling it is because I was like, I feel like Kirk has covered enough of this ground in this episode. <laughs> I did. So I, I don't did. need to put, I don't need to put this in there. I don't need to put things that make you go hmm by seeing. I was music considering CNC Music Factory, yeah. and I was like, nah, I'm not going to do it because it's too well known. I left all the yeah. uh, R and B. To yeah. you for this episode. The Shanice I almost put on, yeah. but in my head we'd already done it. Plus it's also such a big hit. Like, it's a great need, song. We don't need to inform anybody that I Love Your Smile exists in the world. Well, everyone knows but, that I Love Your Smile is one of the best songs in the history of recorded music. Oh, I definitely know that. But Tracy yeah. Spencer is a little new to me, so oh, no. I'm glad so there that you go. made that call. Tender Kisses. Yeah. Let's talk about another some kind of obscure band from 1991. That sounds exactly like Tracy Spencer? <laughs> oh man, we're going to get whiplash. <laughs> Nope, this is Cycle Sluts from Hell. Ooh, they're good. That's cycle, like motorcycle, not psycho. Oh, cycle, I see. Cycle Sluts from Hell, Uh, which is a real weird band. They only ever put out one album. The structure of this band is uh, the band itself is all dudes Mm -hmm. playing the instruments. It's led by four lead singing women. But this is... um, There's four lead singers in it? Yeah, they, they don't play any instruments. They're like four lead singers. But this is like a... This is great because this also, this treads that line between the 80s and the 90s where mm-hmm. they're not quite 80s metal mm-hmm. and they're not quite grunge yet. Oh, okay. Because it's still 91, yeah. right? But they're definitely like... There's some L7 in there. Oh. But there's also some hair metal still okay. left lingering. That's a weird mix. Yeah. Uh, so this is Cycle Sluts from Hell, the four women's names. And I believe these are stage names, but you tell me what you think. Queen Vixen, mm-hmm. She Fire of Ice, uh, Honey One Percenter, and Venus Penis Crusher. Well, the last one's real. That's her real That's her That's real on name. her birth certificate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Venus yeah. Penis yeah, Crusher. The others are fake. That yeah. one's legit. Venus Penis Crusher from Cycle yes. Sluts from Hell. That's a mouthful. Yeah. This is from their self-titled only album. Wow. And this is I Wish You Were a Beer by Cycle Slots from Hell. I like that title. I fucking love this song. And uh, I hope there's wind chimes. (laughs) Not exactly. Oh, this is interesting. You've seen this before, too, from one one of our music video days. But this wasn't like a big hit or anything, but... Yeah, I have a crush on all these women. This is, of course, the end of very long. It's so interesting that there's a, it's a band, but there's four female singers yeah. that aren't doing the instruments. Yeah. Like they still have the trappings of '80s metal, but this sounds mm, yes. to me like a, yes. a precursor to the song "Shitless" by L7. 
they look metal yeah. but don't sound metal. Yeah. I mean, they look hair metal but don't sound so necessarily hair metal. They don't sound like Vixen. <laughs> There's an interesting guitar solo moment here too. I can't decide which one is hot. Who's who's gonna? Which one's your girlfriend? Yeah. Venus penis crusher. <laughs> Obviously. I mean, do you even know who's who? No, do you, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I because uh, I, I I do this all the time. I'm always curious of like, oh, what's their moms now? Oh yeah, at least one of them probably just, just is mom right? now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just a yeah. regular mom. Baby penis crusher. Baby penis crusher. Little you know, Timmy penis crusher. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta pick Timmy penis crusher up from school. Yeah. Penis yeah. crusher, I think, is hyphenated. Like her mother's well, name. Well, yeah, yeah. Mother's last name was penis and her father's last yeah, name was Because she married, but she wanted to keep her, her, her original name. Yeah. I don't get this next guitar solo. Okay. That is weird. I don't like it. Do you, you know what that was? It sounded country to me. No, listen to it again. You know what this is. Singing in the rain. Oh, wow. I don't know why they... Why? They play Singing in the That's Rain in the middle of this so song. weird. <laughs> That's just bizarre. It's cool. <laughs> I wonder if it's one of those they were, like the guy was doing it as a joke and they're like, no, 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 no. Keep it, keep, keep it. Keep it, that's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. This part I remember. Yeah. Wow. They're intimidating. I know, but that's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> The weirdest part yeah. is not them. It's the singing in the rain. It's just a weird song, it's man. But I'm so playing, I love Cycle Sluts from Hell. Cycle Sluts from Hell. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit different from Tracy Spencer. Ooh. They should have collabed. They should have done a collab. She's a backup, <laughs> backup singer. She could have done the hook. She yeah, yeah, She could have done the hook too. I wish you were a beer. All right. I'm excited for your last clip. Oh. Because I, 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 I don't know this band, but I remember that when we talked about, um, was it uh, Black Man United? It was Black Man United. I, I really liked one particular guy where yes. I was like, I like this dude, but I don't know who he is. And you were like, you don't know Stokely from yep. Mid, Mid Condition? Stokely Williams. This I was is like, why, no, I don't. This is why I put this on for you yeah. because we needed to talk about Mint Condition, <laughs> which uh, became big in 1991. Okay. So Mint Condition is a Minneapolis band, mm-hmm. an actual band. It's like seven of them. Uh, actually play instruments, so it's not just a boy band singing and dancing. Okay. Uh, this was their... Off their first album, this was their first big hit, which is uh, Breaking My Heart, mm-hmm. parenthetical, Pretty Brown Eyes. Okay. And if you're cool, you call it Pretty Brown Eyes. It's Pretty Brown Eyes. It's Pretty yeah. Brown Eyes. Yeah. You don't say Breaking My Heart. That's stupid. Yeah. And you'll love Stokely in this. Well, he's way young in this. He, he was my favorite part of, of uh, Black Man United. Yeah. And that was a super group. This is... Is this New Jack Swing? Mm, 
it's not going to sound it. Okay. It's not going to. It's going to sound like a little bit too traditional R and B. Yeah. Which is what they did. They had a couple of new Jackie ish songs. Yeah. But, but they're always pretty like true to being a, an R and B sound. I also just think low key Mint Condition is like a perfect R and B band's name. It is. It really is. Yeah. And they should have been bigger. It's but yeah. we'll talk because it makes me sad. <laughs> oh, maybe I know this. It was a big. It was a big hit. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. there's, a big, there's a big roll up to the song. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's 91, so she's wearing that Malcolm X yeah. hat. Yep. Oh, Stokely can sing. I like it, but I gotta say, it's another one of those cases where I'm like, I'm not sure if I've heard this or just a lot of other songs that sound like it. It could be. I mean, this it's 90s slow R&B. Yeah. Uh, this definitely doesn't necessarily have a, a new Jack feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, they came out of Minneapolis. They were their own self-contained band. Uh, and they had like two or three like big albums. They're still together and, and tour together. They toured with Prince when Prince was still alive for a while. Okay. But it is one of those examples of like, they came too late. They came too late because by then... In 91, it was sort of, yeah. Band, bands, I mean, they were boy bands. Yeah. But actual bands... R&B bands is just—it was kind of like a thing. It's not a past. thing anymore. Yeah. No, in fact, I was—I was as I was putting this together, I was looking at—I was just googling, you know, like the death of R&B bands. Yeah. And there's articles, and they mention Mint Condition. Yeah. And they're basically like the last era of R&B bands were Mint Condition and Tony Tony Tony. Yeah. And then. But just, I mean, even in the classic era, even in like Motown, it's like the Temptations. Didn't play instruments. You yeah, know what I mean, before Tops didn't play instruments, they were singers. Yeah, but they were still other. There were are still R and B bands. Oh yeah, with as them. opposed to like yeah. solo artists or yeah. Now yeah. yeah, I mean now it is just solo R and B artists. There's yeah. no you know groups. There's or, no yeah. groups anymore, and you know, it so it kind of became like R and B bands mixed with boy bands. Then it became just like boy bands. Yeah. Then it became fuck that. Let's just it's let's go solo. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Stokely never went solo. Oh, no? No. He's never released a, a solo album? He might have written this. I think maybe singles. Yeah. For like uh, like uh, movie soundtracks. If I'm trying to remember, I think so. But like there was never like a Stokely Williams uh, solo album. Huh. Yeah. But like they were big in Minneapolis and like I think in this video, I think we just missed it. Uh, Jimmy Jam and Tara Lewis are in the video. Oh, cool. But this, yeah, this song was huge. And very nice. It's good. It's like the best version of this type of music. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they had they had their chops. And, like, they had... This isn't even my favorite song. They had uh, uh, another um, album in 93 that I played the fuck out of. Yeah. That had some really good slow jams. It had really good uh, jams. They just... And they could... Saxophone. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. This is like an 80s hangover, though. Yeah. This, this sax solo. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They're like, because they're a fucking band, and now you never gonna play a sax again in 90. But the, this song is so 91, yeah. and all of a sudden, this sax solo yep. is just like a splash from the 80s. Yeah. It's like, like, hey, remember sax? There you go. <laughs> yeah. And this yeah. mid condition gets a lot of love in the RB community. Yeah, yeah. Lots of love. It's played on. No, they're it's, obviously good. Yeah, 
And it, it plays a lot on uh, uh, R&B stations still to this day. Yeah. This is like a staple. Yeah, just the name of the band is just one of those names where you're just like, how did nobody take that name before that? <laughs> yes. How has it never came up yeah. again? Yeah. Yeah. But they should Like, Barry been. Gordy never told some band with the shitty names, like, no, you're going to be mint conditions. <laughs> yeah. Like that. You're not Bob and the Bobbies. You're mint fucking conditions. Yeah. Just trust me on this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a great name. They And they live up to it. Yeah. They should have... Again, I think they should have just been bigger. But timing-wise. Yeah. And he just starts slow dancing with the girl. Yeah. yeah. Cause he, cause it's Stokely, and Stokely can do everything. I may have danced with a girl at a, like a junior high dance to this song. See? Did you wear a vest? No, I never had a vest. Uh, I definitely had friends who had like silk yeah. shirts and vests, but I never vest rolled in, like that. Vest in this shirt. My no. parents were gonna weren't gonna buy me that kind of clothing, <laughs> and I also wasn't gonna ask for it because I didn't know enough. To yeah, even fair enough. But I mean, look, not only was it that time, but like. I grew up in an Italian American community, so it was you know the gold, the skinny gold chain, yeah, and a little fucking twelve year old, right? A silk shirt with like yeah. a little gold chain, but the gold chain was over the shirt. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. At the eighth grade dance, ah, uh, yeah. good luck, yeah, poly champs, but not my look, not my <laughs> look. But it was definitely it was there. a look that you were aware of, but not your look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I don't remember for sure if I danced to mint condition. Definitely danced to some Boys to Men. Yeah. But I don't know, maybe the DJ. I mean, Boys to Men was 91, I think, too. So. Um, or maybe 90? Yeah, Cooley Eye Harmony was 90 or 91. Yeah. yeah. So but, then, right but I wasn't in junior high until the mid 90s when it was the second album with uh, I'll Make Love to You oh and my I'm, God. I'm Bended Knee and uh, End of the Road. End of the Road was the last song of the night so of every junior old. high. Day. Of course it was. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, we got one more clip here, though, to close out. Yeah. Our 12-song retrospective of 1989 through 1991. This is a real weird one. Mm -hmm. This is so obscure, I cannot find any information about this artist online. I know this because it was on Night Flight. We love Night Flight. Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, Night Flight's great. Uh, This is sort of a novelty song. The only... The only references I can find to this artist online are to uh, her being played a few times on the Dr. Demento show. Of course. Uh, but it's not that goofy, though. Oh, but okay. it's definitely got some novelty. This is a song by a band called Bianca Bob and Flystrip <laughs> called Red M&M's. Okay. And what I like about this song, other than the fact that it's sort of a sweet song, is it, what it's about is lamenting a bunch of things that the singer loved in her childhood in the I'm guessing like late 60s mm-hmm. to early to mid 70s that don't that aren't around anymore oh right um and so so this is like an early version of that 90s thing of like generation x being obsessed with their childhood pop culture mm-hmm. which is something that generation x invented and is now just a disease yes. in american culture you're welcome <laughs> Uh, but this is a very early version of that from 1991. So I'm, we're going to listen to it. Okay. And then when we're done, I want to go through the list of everything she name checks and see if you have a response okay. to it. Okay. Ooh, exciting. All right. So this is Red M&M's by Bianca Bob and Flystrip. This 
is fascinating. This is not what I expected at all from yeah. that name. She's great. No, oh, yeah, I like it. This might be the thing I like most from the night for you. From yeah, you. It's a good this song. is good. This is a way obscure. Yeah. Mind-boggling. <laughs> I mean, I really, I genuinely like it. I'm, just, I'm, I'm thrown by the name of what? What is this? Bianca Bob and Flystrip. Yeah, that to me sounds like oh, it's gonna be some discordant punk band. <laughs> no, but this is actually nice. Yeah. This is something that I feel I could hear now in a coffee house in North Carolina. Oh yeah, it's definitely an like a '90s sort yeah. of. Yeah. Folk pop coffee house type yeah. of thing. That someone all of a sudden decides to play today. It's fascinating listening to this song of her lamenting about stuff that's gone in 1991. But it's back now? Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that yeah. too. Yeah. And also just going, oh God, this is so long ago. Yeah. 91 was? Yeah, this yeah. was almost 30 years ago. So shut up. <laughs> that was way cool. This is a 30-year-old song that's nostalgic for stuff that was only 20, 20 years yeah. old at the, oh my at God, the time. Right? The math. That was uh, really good. I genuinely, that was my it's favorite. It's a sweet little song. That was my favorite thing of the night from here. Yeah, but like you said, people forget now that there were no red M&Ms for a while because yeah, I forgot. red dye was was supposedly carcinogenic. Yes. But then they realized that it wasn't. It was just like a panic. Yes. But there was a time from like the early 80s to the mid 90s when there were no red ones. I don't remember that. I don't recognize that. Oh, you don't remember that? I, I vaguely. Yeah. And vaguely. before there were blue ones, there were tan ones. I miss the tan ones now. God, I don't remember tan either. You don't remember tan ones? I like M&Ms. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Okay, right. so let's go through the list of everything she mentioned. Because yeah. some of this stuff, like you said, didn't exist, but it's been brought back yeah. and now exists yeah. again. Some of this stuff doesn't exist anymore, but I know what it is. Yeah. And some of the stuff I don't even know. Some of this stuff might be before my time, too. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, because if you were, like, you would have been a real little kid at in the 68? time. No, it, uh, you weren't even born yet then, but in, yeah. in the 70s yeah, at in all. Yeah, 70s, yeah. So the first thing she mentions is a sandwich at Burger King called the Yumbo. Don't remember that. Okay, neither do I. Never, never heard of that. And then after that, she mentions the McDonald's McRib. Yes, that was a big deal. Well, yeah. Not a big deal anymore, though. They bring they, it back all the time. All back, but there was a huge time where, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But now it's just famous for the fact that they keep removing it and then bringing yeah. it back. Yeah, but that was a big deal. Yeah. And then, well, red M&M's, obviously. Yeah. Sodium cyclamate, which is... 
an artificial sweetener that they used. She says they used it in Fresca, but I think they used it in a lot of diet soda oh, at the time. Oh, yeah. Fresca was my shit. Fre- I still love Fresca. Oh, yeah, Fresca. Um, but I'm sure yeah. it may have been in Tab as well. Yeah, but it was yeah. just, that was the art- artificial sweetener yeah. of the day, and then it turned out that it was carcinogenic. Yeah, so, I remember yeah. that. That might have been in Southern Tab. I wonder if, is it the same thing as NutraSweet? Or, no, because they still have NutraSweet. No, they still have NutraSweet, yeah. so I think it's different. Uh, Eight-track tapes. That's slightly before my time. Yeah. Like, I I would see them at friends' houses. It was like a, they'd have like, it was like a giant ball. Yeah. And like you a round ball and put right in the front. Yeah. And even as a kid, I was like, that's old. Yeah. Yeah. That, that looked a little old to me. Uh, the Bay City Rollers. We Bay City all Rollers. The Bay City Rollers. Yeah, I think they had like a t- Saturday morning show too. Yeah. So I do remember. And it was one of those, oh, they're the new Beatles. They were supposed to be way bigger. They're going to yeah. be. They're going to be huge. That then they'll be. Like that. Saturday night is a good song. That's a good. I love that song. Yeah. Uh, here's another one that they that definitely exists again. Pop rocks. Pop rocks were great. Yeah, and that was that was the whole thing of like if you eat pop rocks and drink coke, your head will explode. Yeah, that yeah. was the big rumor. Your I heart think they, will stop. They actually took pop rocks off the market yeah. for a while. I think not because obviously that was an urban legend and yeah. they weren't actually dangerous, but like sales plummeted. Yes. Because the, that myth became so pervasive. The big myth, too, was there was a commercial for Life Cereal, Mikey. That he was the one who died he was from the one that died yeah. from Pop Rocks, and everyone believed it. Yeah, even yeah. I've heard that rumor. Yeah. I grew up in the 90s. Like, yeah. it was still around. Yeah, I was like, Pop Rocks are not great. Uh, it's candy. It's yeah. just fun candy. It's not even sweet. You just put it on, and it feels good. Yeah, it's oh. weird. Yeah. It's novelty. Uh, Speed Racer. Speed Racer, I recognize as reruns on like after school TV. Yeah. But so when they took it off the air, I didn't understand that Jeff, uh, reference because I only know it as a rerun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even when I was a kid, they would still show the reruns. Yeah. I never liked it because anime always weirded Anime's me out. Anime is meh. Yeah. Uh, Tangelos. I don't know what that is. It's like an it's like a, an orange or a tangerine. It's like it's it's a fruit. It's not a don't I don't recognize. It. Yeah. Uh, Linda Ellerby. Linda Ellerby and I just kept blanking on who she was. When I was a kid, she would do things on Nickelodeon, I think, where she would talk okay. to kids. But I think before that, she was on like was she a NBC Nightly yes. News and stuff. Yes, she was yeah. a newscaster. So yeah. yeah, I remember that. Okay. Uh, apparently, McDonald's had a steak sandwich. Oh, fuck yeah, they had a steak sandwich. That was like a big deal. Did they? Yeah. I, that one, I didn't. I don't remember it being really good. It was just like, there's a steak sandwich. Yeah. That's, that, oh my God. It was like on a long bun. Yeah, yeah, that's not something they've brought back because no. I don't remember that ever being. No, I remember that. Uh, this next one I had to look up. I didn't know what it was. She called. She said chocolate space sticks, and Do I it. looked it up. And there's something called space food sticks, and chocolate was one flavor. But it was like it's the food the astronaut eats, like freeze dried. I remember freeze dried stuff. I don't remember that specifically. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I don't remember this. I had to Google it. This one I had to Google. Uh, giggle noodle soup. Don't know it unless it's. Pasta in the shape of smiley faces? No. Do you know what it is? No. It was Lipton brand giggle noodle soup. It was ramen noodles. But that was like the oh. branding for... No idea, huh? Yeah. It looked, I looked it up. I didn't had never heard of it. It looked like it was nope. just ramen noodles. The way that they used to call the top ramen uh, oodles of noodles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Lipton's brand was giggle noodle soup. Okay. Nope. Don't know that. Uh, silly string. You know, of, of course. Silly string. Delightful stuff. We definitely had that when I was a kid yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, how else were you supposed to... It was like you could toilet paper your neighbor's uh, house at Halloween, but that was tacky. Yeah. Go to the store and get some silly string. Class it up. Yeah. (laughs) And lastly, and this is another thing I remember from my childhood, 
Shrinky Dinks. Oh, Shrinky Dinks were great. I thought that was the coolest thing oh, in the world. They were so cool. Yeah. Yeah. You'd color them in. Yep. And they were big. And yeah. then you'd put them in the oven. With your and mom's they would shrink down. Shrink. And then you would just have them. Yeah. And you'd just look at it and you go, nothing. I got yeah. a Shrinky Dink. And you'd put it in your drawer to yeah. the next round Put of it in your junk drawer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess you could turn them into keychains and shit like that. Never did that. Never just did kept it. Kept them in a the drawer. Yeah. And then eventually you're like, why do I have these fucking shrinky <laughs> yeah. dinks? But you know what? I kind of wish now that I still had the shrinky dinks that I made when I was a kid. That would be Because cool. I would make it into a keychain and I yeah. would have a, like a He-Man shrinky yeah. dink or whatever. And you'd be really cool. Yeah. 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 I'll bet someone's selling their old shrinky shit on eBay. Guaranteed. Or Etsy. Yeah, it's an Etsy thing. Yeah. Definitely. That's the end of the list, though. That was everything she mentioned. Oh, wow. I thought I'd know more, but that was interesting. Yeah. 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 I like that song. That was a great song. Yeah, it was a cool little nostalgia. And and a good way to end it. Yeah, because that was our last clip. And that's it for this episode of Music Raygun. Uh, Music Raygun is produced and hosted by me, Paul Champanelli. And me, Kirk Pinchon. Our Music Raygun theme music is by Bagweed. Our credits music is Raygun by Bad Bad Not Good and Ghostface Killer. To see all of the videos featured in today's episode, check out musicraygun.com. If you like Music Raygun and you know someone else who might like it, please tell them about us because word of mouth is the best way to share the show. Until next time, see ya!